You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumer. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumer. My last broadcast from Paris. From Paris, our last international broadcast. You're coming back to the United States just in time. For it to shut down. Well, I how heard about that? It, and I thank God because I don't know how much disruption there's going to be um, with border control, you know, customs, immigration. Air control, federal air, aren't federal air, air control. controllers federal employees? Yeah, I mean, they all have to come to work, but they're not getting paid. I can't imagine they're going to be very happy about that. No, well, they're not. And on a personal basis, uh, our sister, uh, her husband is a government contractor. I don't know if he works directly for the government or he's with a company. No, he does. No, no, he works. He works he's non-military um, army. Oh, okay. So he works directly because I saw a note from her uh, this morning how angry she is be, and saying uh, Rick and I don't know how we're going to pay our bills. Yeah, I mean, and there are thousands and thousands of people in the United States who work for the government. Either they're, they're required to go to work, which Rick is not, um, or they're sitting home, but they don't have any money coming in. I mean, and I heard, I just saw that Gates has applied to not get his salary because, you know, they're paid. Congress is paid. Really? Of course they are. Of course they are. You know, trying to be a good guy and, you know, after blaming Biden, because now that's the new tactic. Like, if Biden would just secure the border, we wouldn't need to do this. So I think they understand the political problem they've created, but their only way to solve that is to blame Biden. I don't think it's going to work. I I don't think it's going to work, John. No, neither do I. And I, before I get to the core of that, if, if Matt Gates happens to call me, not, not likely, I would say, <laughs> uh, Congressman Gates, the point is not for you to make a little show that you're not going to take your salary. I know you've got enough money to pay pay your bills. The point is, go ahead and take your salary and do your job. Do yeah. your job and get this thing solved. There is no value or reason to shut it down and make our sister and her family and a lot of families across the country worry and fret because you wanted to do a little performance art. It's really crazy. And, you know, it's not like they didn't have a deal. They had a deal. Oh, sure. The debt limit issue was resolved. So now to go back on that um, is... It just shows how craven they really are. None of this is about protecting American people or um, doing the work of the people that elected them. It's just about, like you say, it's their performance. They're performance artists, John. They are. And I should respect that, but I don't uh, <laughs> at all. No. And I do love that Trump weighed in on that, though. Yeah, absolutely. He, he's under the misimpression that 
that if they shut the government down, they can't keep prosecuting him. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he's <laughs> convinced himself of that. And, of course, it's a more trouble to him now because he was just found liable in a summary judgment by uh, a judge in New York on the civil action that Tisha, Letitia uh, Jones, it, is that her? No, James. James. James, James, brought against him, uh, which is a big threat. I, you know, personally, I think uh, losing all your businesses is terrible. I think going to jail is even worse uh, than oh, that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the crime, I mean, the, the civil case that the judge ruled on the summary judgment motion yesterday is more of a, it's like an identity issue for Trump because a lot of his businesses aren't located in New York anymore. Um, at least that's, I heard some reporting. And the ones that are, he can liquidate, get the money to pay the fines. Um, but, you know, his story was, it's how he got elected president. Like, I am a great businessman. And I know what I'm doing. Look at this great business I built. And as we all suspected, he built that business on a fraud. Yep. And that was the finding yesterday. So you can see why New York is like, you're not going to be able to do business in the state of New York anymore. Not with a, not a charter that we're going to give you. Um, but moreover, who is Trump if not a successful businessman? Well, I guess he's a successful politician now, also a fraud, by the way. Um, but I, I do agree with you that that's serious and that's bad, but it's not as bad as going to jail. And I heard this morning and uh, Andrew Weissman make the prediction that he thinks Trump, that the um, J6 case will go to trial before the election and that Trump will lose, will be convicted, and will be sentenced to jail. I thought that was like a really, really wow. prediction, don't you? Like, I'm not but, so sure about any of that. Yeah, before the election, right? Yes, yes. Wow. And, you know, I would discount that, except it's Andrew Weitzman. And I, I gotta tell you, uh, for people who don't recognize that he was. Wasn't he like the chief counsel or chief investigator for the Mueller? And he was the chief counsel for the FBI uh, before before that. I mean, this guy is not only a top, top-notch lawyer. He has been right in the middle of things. He has been in the room where it happens. He's very experienced. Um, so I, I don't know. That didn't seem right to me, but who knows? And if that were to happen, um, you know, where do they send him to jail? This is the thing that's puzzled me. And last night I was with my niece and nephew. We went out to dinner and my niece is a lawyer and she's working at the course of appeal. There are these big criminal trials going on here. And they were talking about this guy, this criminal that's being um, tried right now. And he said, yeah, they keep him at a VIP prison. And I was like, a VIP prison? I said, I think what we call those are country club prisons. Yeah. But even a country club prison here is not really a VIP prison. And I don't see Trump going to a country club prison. Do you? No, I don't. And I wonder, this is with no base. I just wonder, 
could Congress, if it wanted, and I assume this would have to, you know, happen uh, when there's a Democratic majority in the House, could they withdraw Secret Service uh, protection from him? I don't know. That's a great question. I mean, that's a great question, John, because that is one of the kind of tricky things about putting him in jail, isn't it? Yeah, although I did hear an ex-Secret Servant agent say, in a way, assume we have to continue to provide him Secret Service uh, protection. He said, you just made our job easier if he's in prison, because we know where he is all the time. Oh, that's a good point. And if it, if it is at one of the country club prisons in the federal system, you know, I guess they could send one guy there. Yeah, it's not going to take that many. He could, like, hang out. And it's not that much fun, I don't think, being a Secret Service man anyway. No, I don't think being on Trump's detail is all that great. But no. who knows? So, I mean, there is that, and there's all of that happening. And on top of all of that, you have the Democrats dealing with Senator Menendez, who has been indicted for really bad corruption stuff and um democrats doing what what should be done in that case is saying dude you got to resign yeah and they need to stampede more of them i mean right now former senator al franken might be must be saying what the heck uh, you ran me out of town over some photos you're you know, you're not going to push him out. I think, though, that as of yesterday, the last I heard, there were like nine senators uh, calling for his resignation, <coughs> including Cory Booker. No, like there's up to about 25 now. Oh, are there? See, when it yeah, starts getting yeah, to that number, at some point, Chuck Schumer has got to say, no, I need to represent my case. I don't see a downside for the Democrats in getting him to resign. Uh, if he does, uh, the governor of New Jersey, who is a Democrat, appoints the um, uh, the replacement for that, you know, and if they think it through clearly, they get a pretty good incumbent so they can win that, that seat again because uh, uh, Menendez is up in 2024. You don't want to go into that election with him still on trial, I don't think. Let's get but rid he, of that. But they can't force him to resign. So he has to take a little bit of a shame pill, which is something that has really died under the Trump administration. We were hoping, I think we being uh, the Democrats, that we had retained our capacity for shame. And Menendez, I think, has... My personal opinion is he is going to resign, but he's going to do a little bit of this first, this fighting yeah. back. And see it's, if, it's because I'm Cuban. Just a yeah, bunch and see of if he can get a little bit of a deal from the prosecutors if yeah. he resigns. It's you know, true. A little it's bit of true. something. Because you're right. It is tough to get a shame pill. It is harder to get shame pills than it is to get a Zempic right now. That's how hard <laughs> it is. Oh, to, my God. That's so funny. To, to do that. And to prove to you that there is no shame, Donald Trump tonight is going to Michigan as a champion of unions. Now, but he's meeting with a non-union, with non-union. Yeah. 
and he's being supported and paid for by that non-union group, that right to work group. This right. right to work group is just such a bunch of bullshit. And um, I've had some experience with them in the past. I don't think it serves us to have money people trying to destroy unions, which is what's been happening for the last 30 some years. Right. Yep. So Trump is so anti-union. I mean, how does he think he's going to pull that off, John? I, I don't know. And, you know, he'll point to he worked with the unions in uh, Atlantic City. He just didn't want to shut down. And there's a fair amount of evidence. The unions in Atlantic City negotiated with all the uh, casinos as a group. Uh, does that make sense? Yeah. That, mm -hmm. You yeah. know, not just with, with one. Trump, it came out, used to get information from the union owners, like on their negotiating positions, and he would pass it on to the union to try and curry favor uh uh, curry favor with them. It's not that he loved unions. We know that in his past, he had, uh, you know, built buildings, cleared out a property uh, with non-union work. But so he went back and forth. And when he was in office, he was one of the most anti-union presidents ever. Right. Absolutely ever. So there, you know, there's no there, but he has no shame. On the other hand, I tell you this, I mean this sincerely. I was really moved. I mean, like emotionally moved watching Joe Biden out on the picket line. And I, I, I tried to analyze what was touching me so much about that. And it wasn't just him supporting uh, uh, the union in that. It was a guy being true to lifelong principles and saying, because I can imagine some of his advisors saying, you know, we ought to play it a little more down the middle. Uh, the auto manufacturers are important to us. And I feel like Joe Biden, by being there, said, no, uh, I believe in the unions. And not only am I going out there with a jacket and a bullhorn, I'm going to say, I want to see these workers get 40 percent. I just don't remember anybody ever doing that. No, I guess no president ever has done that. Um, and there was some hesitancy, I think, among his advisors and even people like me thinking, should you really be doing that? But I think you're right. He he really believes in the power of unions and the, um, a strong middle, cl a middle class. And um, he is in a little bit between a rock and a hard place because he's got his climate initiatives, the union doesn't always support that. But um, he did what he thought was right, not what was politically expedient, and we'll see how it comes out. Yeah, and in this case, what the consequences are, I almost don't care as much. I mean, I know they're important, but I just think, gosh, the guy believed in it and did what he believed is the right thing. And that that is rarer than a shame pill anymore. <laughs> Harder to find than a shame pill. Harder to <laughs> find. Very, very difficult. Well, listen, have good traveling. Get back here before we shut down the whole uh, oh, yeah. air control system and everything else. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. All right. Bye. Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.